My name is Presley. And it is I, the Bog Mummy. <laughs> this is <laughs> the, the height, height of, of horror. horror. I'm throwing my co-hosts off with me just throwing a random, uh, <laughs> it keeps things fresh type of intro. Yeah, that was not expected. And it Thank is you. I, the Bog Mummy. Ugh, the bog. You should have said Marsh Mummy. I should. So I am of Irish descent, and I I messaged my mom saying, "Hey, where in Ireland are we from?" Unfortunately, it is not a bog. I wanted it to be because then I could be like the Bogland Monster or Marshland oh. Bogman. Yep, that would have been good. Mm-hmm, but I cannot. We're from Cork, which is just a town. Oh, fucking Cork. Yeah, we're not even from Derry. That's the coolest place to be in Ireland. I just know Dublin because I'm basic, so... You haven't seen Dairy Girls? No. Oh, it is a fantastic show on Netflix. It's like there's three seasons. It has a beginning and an end. Watch it. It's so funny, so heartwarming, so good. Cool. All right. Check it out. Presley, you got a haircut. I did. It's chopped off. I took all of it off and I have bangs. It looks good. Thank you. I don't have social media right now because I'm having a meltdown. So So I haven't shared it with people. So, yeah, this is it. That means I'm the first one to see it. Yeah, exactly. So, yay, you're important. Ian got got cataract surgery, so he's been all (laughs) cotton swabs on the dome piece. He hasn't even seen it. Exactly. The children have been really into like sunglasses at night, so they're thick. They can't even see it either. (laughs) Yeah, Jack hasn't even seen it because he's always uh, latched onto my boobs. Oh, why is he doing that? (laughs) Because he needs food. He needs sustenance. Yeah, I was going to say he needs sustenance to live and breathe, just like a bog (laughs) mummy. Oh. Presley. My last note uh, for this movie, we'll get into it, The Eternal from 1998, of course, was simply, what does this mean? And we could spend 50 minutes trying to decipher, especially the ending of this movie. None of it made sense. I think if you have read reviews on Letterboxd, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I from these, what these people are telling me, that seems about right. But if I hadn't, I'd be like, what is this mind trip? It was like a fever dream that I couldn't wake up from or follow. Yeah, most of my fever dreams I can follow. Not me. I'm always into it. I am pulling up my letter box speaking of because uh, it's the Fortnite of horror, baby. <laughs> Presley, have you watched anything since we last spoke? I did. I watched this movie that I saw the horror community was a buzz about. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to check it out. Soft and Quiet. Oh, no. I was hoping you'd bring up the one in theater still. Which one? Megan. Megan. I Oh, Megan. Yeah, baby. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one yet. We're talking about an Irish movie. I'm going to be saying Megan after we talk about Soft and Quiet, I think was the name. Oh, yeah. No, Soft and Quiet was really good. It was like Desperate Housewives meets a KKK meeting. Oh. It's really good and uncomfortable. What what happens in it? Basically, this like 
teacher goes to this meeting she organized and it has a bunch of like-minded housewives that feel the same racist fucking Mm. feelings as she does. And then they decide to go get some wine and then this whole fucking argument breaks out because this chick who put her brother in jail comes into the store they're at and a huge fight happens and then they want to go try and trash the person's house and then the person comes home and then shenanigans ensue. Okay, these racists die in the end, right? I can't neither confirm nor deny. I just need to know if it's pro or anti-racism. It's, um... Are they made to be the bad people? Should I say that? Spoiler alert for Soft and Quiet, they do not die. No! And they do a hate crime. No! It's uncomfortable. Okay. But it's it's really good. It, I don't know. Maybe not watch it right now with the state of the world, but mm-hmm. it's, it's good for what it is. But what you can watch with the state of the world, as long as you can be safe while doing it, head to theaters and see M3GAN, a.k.a. MEGAN. How was it? It was fantastic. I have said it on other shows, so, but people aren't listening to everything. I think this is a fantastic movie that I wish I had saw with friends. I asked Nicole, hey, do you want to see Megan? And she goes, nah, don't want to see it. But then, of course, other people start talking about it. And she's like, I should have, I guess, seen Megan with you. So I went 1230 as soon as I could. There's a theater like four blocks away from us. So I just hopped on my Razor scooter, went over there. And I say that I wish I saw it with people because it is a campy movie, but it also deals or doesn't deal with survivor's guilt. So most of the time I'm like, this is a super sad situation for literally everyone involved. So it was hard for me to be pulled out of my deep well of sadness Well, this like funny, goofy, campy stuff was happening. But I still say uh, I think I gave it like a four or four and a half out of five. Nice. Okay. I wanted to rent it last night. And Ian's like, no, I'm not going to watch that. Everyone's talking shit about it. What is he? I I never or rarely, I should say, in the Horror Crunk Entertainment Facebook group or Messenger group. I rarely will say like, hey, I saw this movie because I believe that's there for work. And not just like, hey, guys, uh, here's a goofy thing I did today. (laughs) Stop mucking things up. You're wasting. uh, You're depleting my iPod's battery because so many messages every single day. And I'm like, guys, this is why sometimes it's unorganized for this label because no one knows what is what. We need a just general conversation and a business conversation group. Ian is always on his fucking phone in that group chat. Yeah, I rarely am. It's I'm like, can you fucking stop? People don't. (laughs) I'll put jokes in there, but people don't get the jokes that I'm saying. Ian was talking about like, oh, yeah, I got my old SM57. I'll use this on my vote if I want to get back on doing like singing stuff in punk rock stuff. And I say, like, what sure microphone? This is before he specified. What microphone are you talking about? Because you have, like, a very good SM7B. And he's like, oh, this one. I was like, okay, all right. I go with the SM7B on all the other vocal performances, unless it's 
performing live. Then I would use an Amazon Basics live mic. No one understood that I was joking by <laughs> saying that. You shouldn't use a live mic when performing in a band. I would love to see someone do it, but it never happens. I don't know what that is, but... It's a lavalier mic. You'll see, like, newscasters have it pinned to their, oh. their oh, neck. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I see. So <laughs> if you were to just have it, have that with a mic pack <laughs> on your back, people would be like, where's the microphone at? Also, it would be picking up literally everything else. Yeah. So aggressively. But yeah, <laughs> check out Megan. I highly recommend it. But I saw some other stuff. The first thing was My Bloody Banjo. It's a UK movie that came out a few years ago. It has very good stuff in it, but then it also just, it doesn't deliver on the things that it should be delivering on. And then I saw for the first time My Bloody Valentine, the original. Oh, isn't that one good? It's so good. I loved it. This is te like, it's a comedy, but goddamn, is it horrific. The hottie and the naughty. Mm. Starring Paris Hilton and Christine Lakin, which they had to go through. She plays Al in Step by Step. They had to go through so many steps to make this woman in quotes naughty, which they could have just done a couple things. But they made her, they clearly put on a wig so it looked like she was balding. They gave her just horrific teeth acne, a unibrow, of course, because it's the mid-2000s. How do we make a, anyone ugly? Give them a unibrow. Moles on her face. It was very enjoyable to watch while high, but I don't recommend anyone see it sober. I love Paris Hilton, though, so I might actually watch that. I would, hey, get stoned. Check it out. And then the final movie, which I also watched yesterday along with Hottie and the Naughty, was Body Melt. Have you ever seen this? Mm, no. It is amazing. It's been on my Tubi watch list for a while, and Nicole was trying to find a movie to watch because she's like, I'm choosing our last movie today because I'm not going to watch your, like, act, like boobs-filled action movie that you want to watch while you're stoned. So she goes to Body Melt and plays the trailer and I'm like, oh, no, 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 Nicole, this is scary. I, I don't think my high mind can take this. So then we start watching Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, and I'm like, my high mind's not vibing with this. Let's go to Body Melt. Maybe it'll be good. And it's an Australian sci-fi horror, body horror, black comedy, and it is so fucking good. I like all those words you just said, so I'll check that one out, too. Oh, it's so good. And that's it. Those were the horror movies that I watched since we last spoke. How is Hottie and the Naughty a horror movie? Oh, it's horrific. Like, there, there's a lot of gross out and horrifying when it comes to, like, social issues where it's like. Oh, like awkward. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this woman can never be. You, no one's going to love her unless cosmetically she's pretty. Mm, gotcha. But there's some good jokes in there. A couple intended ones and a couple non-intended. It's a romance comedy and it got 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy fuck, that unibrow is wild. I hate this. What the fuck? Yeah, it's also gross. Just be forewarned, don't eat while watching this movie. Severely ugly friend. <laughs> That's so mean. There's a bit where... This dude is explaining female friends are proportionately hot, meaning 
if someone is super hot in the the friendship, the other one has to be super ugly. And they go based off from that. And during the movie, I looked at Nicole. I said, man, I must be fucking ugly then. And then <laughs> Nicole's like, I'm the ugly one in this friendship. I said, no, 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 no. You guys are literally like <laughs> married, though. Yeah. So we're still friends. Well, yeah, but you're above friendship. We're best friendships. Ah, uh, then I wonder who's the ugly one with me and Ian. Oh, I don't want to think about that. All I know is that Nicole and I, per the mostly speaking Sentai description, it's Nicole and James, best friends who kiss. <laughs> that's how I describe ourselves before anyone listens. They'll be like, best friends who kiss. But that's a perfect description of the podcast is this weird language we use. Mm, that makes sense. I want to do a fun thing. Like, Okay. Me and Ian are best friends who had a baby together. Yeah. That's not as fun. I'll think of something. No, I, th- I think that works. It's not quite there yet. I, I got to critique it. Because then you can update parents under the stairs with that description. Exactly. Exactly. Listeners, let us know. Height of Horror at Twitter or on Twitter. Give us an alt for that joke. Yeah, help me out. I'm not clever this week. But speaking of things that are so clever, today's movie, The Eternal from 1998. That was something. All right. The Eternal, not to be confused with Marvel's possessive The Eternals, plural. This is the supernatural horror movie released direct to video on September 18th, 1998. Written and directed by Michael R. Moretta, budget of $4 million. This Presley is yet another tri-mark picture. So many of them that we are doing in 1998. This is set in Ireland, yet only about a week's worth of footage was shot on the Emerald Island. I meant to say Isle. Why'd I write that in my notes? Well, the bulk of it was shot in Yonkers, New York. I wonder if that Hmm. week overseas was a single week Christopher Walken was on set. Probably. Mm Mm-hmm. Prior to hiring Michael A. is what I'll call him for now on, Trimark paid a substantial amount of money to secure the rights to Bram Stokers, Bram Stokers, I mean, but he's stroking his own ego, freaking wrote Dracula. The book that they secured the rights to was The Jewel of Seven Stars without realizing the novel was in the public domain, so they didn't need to do that. Michael A. was inspired to do a film about an Irish bog mummy after being given source material of Bram Stoker, who himself was Irish. Trimark originally announced the project to the press as Michael A.'s The Mummy, but not wanting his film to appear as a cheap cash into Universal's upcoming reboot, The Mummy, Michael A. convinced them to use the working title of Trance. And this was nominated for Fangoria's Chainsaw Awards in 2000 for a best limited release slash direct-to-video film. I was wondering. I was watching it, and I'm like, was this released in a theater? Uh-uh. Because, yeah. Okay. But for the budget at the time, $4 million for a direct-to-video release is insane. Yeah. Well, it has the walk-in in it. That's about 1.5 right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. 
a couple reviews. Four star review by Pops Baron says the fuck or TFW the fuck. Wait, that feeling when sorry, a witch's <laughs> curse is the only thing strong enough to battle alcoholism. Hashtag relatable. Same. Three and a half from Jessica saying his wife is literally on fire and he just calls her groovy. <laughs> Three out of five from Mandy says the Gumby kid isn't worth the hassle. And finally, three stars from Evan Purcell saying, look at that trashy poster. I mean, look at it. Does this look like a weird indie, almost art house drama about alcoholism personified as a bog mummy? And no, that poster does not make you think that this is going to be a borderline art house movie about battling alcoholism. That's what I felt. I felt that way, too. I'm like, cool, alcoholism. Yeah, I realized after seeing, because I didn't know anything about this movie going into it, I'm like, oh, should I warn Presley? Because <laughs> I, I don't know how you feel about alcoholism. Like when I see like Salt Lake City Punk, I can't watch that ending. No, thank you. I've dealt with things like that. Why? What happens in the end of that? Uh, spoilers for Salt Lake City Punk, SLC Punk, someone who's very straight edge took some medication to battle a headache after drinking a lot and then did and just didn't wake up. And his friends like crying and it's like, you are supposed to die. It's very hard for me to even think about this because I watched that, loved the movie. Then a bunch of my friends had to go die in a drunk driving accident. And then... <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> Presley's face right now is like, why did you describe it like that? Because I'm a best friend who kisses. And uh, <laughs> it's very hard to watch that. And now two of my friends have overdosed fatally. So it's even harder to watch those kinds of movies. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I have a very weird relationship with like alcoholism and movies and stuff because it hits me differently. You know, I'm a person that when they're in something, I need to explore every single depth of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I am a recovering alcoholic. So I tend to gravitate movies and TV shows and books and stuff that have to deal with that kind of thing because it affects my life still. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I have relatives and friends that like drink themselves to death still. So yeah. It's uh, I, I need to relate to it in every aspect of the way. I don't know. Maybe that's like weird of me. I feel like I'm like a glutton for punishment in that sense. What are some good movies that tackle it very well that you've seen? And what are some movies that terribly tackle it? Oh, uh, The Shining, good or bad? Um, pfft, uh, That's a masterpiece. I would say that's really good. And uh, specifically on handling the alcoholism, because we're divided here. I think The Shining sucks dogs for quarters. Oh, how dare you? Um, Well, I don't know. I think it's good, but I don't really watch it for that aspect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Bad Santa, good or bad at its alcoholism. <laughs> uh, realistic. Okay, all right. You famously have dressed up as Santa Claus at a mall in order to bank rob, maybe? Oh, yeah. I think that's the plot of that. Oh, fuck. I'm trying to think of more movies. 
Presley, let's get that microphone back in front of your face. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, <laughs> well, see, now I'm bummed out, so I'm sinking into my chair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this was one of the questions that I had later on. What is the best destination to go sober in, to, like, really clean up, would you say? <laughs> rehab? Uh, besides rehab, destination. <laughs> like, a destination wedding oh, isn't, like— um, Prescott, Arizona, where I went to rehab. <laughs> okay, all right. No, um, I don't know. Probably not Ireland because they're known for their beer and whiskey. Yeah, I'd say go for it. I actually don't go back to places you had you and dealt with trauma in. If you're not good with your family, don't go back to your family to clean up. But if you're good with your family, please do that. However, you should go to a new location that you don't really know much about because then you don't have the old haunts to go back to. That reminds me of that quote where it's like, you can go as far away as you want, but your problems are always going to follow you. Nah, uh, uh-uh, not if you're in the <laughs> sunshine of Barbados. <laughs> not if you're up in the Alaskan air of North Pole, Alaska. Not if you're in Aspen where the beer flows like wine. That's a Dumb and Dumber quote. I was going to ask, is that from Dumb and Dumber? Yes. Which, hey, did you know that wasn't even filmed in Aspen? It was a few towns away. Oh, fuckers. Always trying to hoodwink us, Hollywood. <sighs> like telling us Yonkers, New York is actually Ireland. Why? Was the set there? I'm so confused. My guess is yes. So all the stuff that we see in New York, that's probably filmed in New York. And my guess is the house, the interior of the house might have been a set wasn't actually filmed in Ireland. The only stuff that probably was was the pub scene and then all of the outdoor scenes were there. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But you want to get in note by note? Sure. All right, this opening scene is so amazing. It's shot like old ECW where it's like 10 frames per second, but looking beautiful. And it's a bunch of people on a roller coaster, probably at Coney Island, wonder where the Phantom of the Opera is because he goes there. To Coney Island? Yeah, after the after the events of Phantom of the Opera, at least Andrew Lloyd Webber's, there is a canonical sequel where he goes to Coney Island. Oh, does he haunt it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Or he's part of, like, the freak show, in quotes, freak show. Oh, I'd watch that. And he plays the organ. Mm. You shouldn't watch it. It's real bad. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> it's beautiful looking. <laughs> Just like It's kind of like The Shining. Beautiful to oh. look at, but it absolutely sucks. But a train wreck. Yeah. yeah. Two thumbs down. Stanley Kubrick, get out of here. <laughs> I was going to say, like me, like, <laughs> I'm beautiful to look at, but I'm a train wreck. <laughs> I'm just not appealing to look at. <laughs> You're a beautiful man. But I'm, I'm, I guess I'm on rails. Yeah. I feel like I, I, I have, like, we don't have to talk about all my issues right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an on-rails shooter, but not one of the cool ones. I'm not even, I'm not House of the Dead. I'm typing of the dead. I'm like a subway train. How so? I don't know. Like Amtrak seems better. So I'm subway. Okay. And no one likes New York subways. Okay. I don't know. So the better thing, at least if we're being self-deprecating, I do not think of this of you. I would have said, like, you know, I'm delegated underground and people don't really like me. Yeah, there. <laughs> there we go. That's my uh, music. Yep. 
Oh, I love your music, though. Delegated underground, <laughs> but most people don't like me. Fuckers. <laughs> Trains. Where Where? What, Where did this come from? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, know either. How did we get here? Oh, beautiful to look at like uh, Love oh, okay. Never Dies. That's the sequel. Okay. There we go. So I have never in a, like at least a very long time have not heard a song in a movie and was like, I need to know what this is. Over the opening credits, the song Rockets by Cat Power is playing. And I listen to that. I'm like, whoa, this is what I want my next album to sound like. Fingers crossed I can make that done to have it sound like mm -hmm. just a singer songwriter truly in their room making an album there's no huge production value it just sounds like this is my diary mm, yeah this starts out with the, it, clearly these two are drunk they're on it looks almost like carnival of souls expecting a creepy clown to come out and be like hey hey, hey where's your child at Ugh. and then he says i'm also a principal in max keeble so she, they go home and she falls down from the stairs, but like is on the, the railing. And then all of a sudden at the ground is not on the railing. So her, the, the sound, she cracks her skull on this marble floor. And this man, her husband says, man, the sound of your head smacking down got me so sober I could pass the SATs. That's insensitive to say. Yeah, that was, I didn't like him very much at all. Oh, and me either. No. That's, that's what I think. You go into the SATs, everyone's tired, groggy, nervous. You just need a woman stumble bumming around and just have her, should be a stunt performer, but then make it sound like her head's just smashing onto the ground. People will be like, oh my God, I'm ready to ace these standardized tests. <laughs> Did you take your SAT? I took one of them, SAT or ACT. I don't remember which one. I did fine, I think. Mm, I I think I took an ACT. I don't even know if we had SATs on the res. I think you had to go to a different town to do them. Mm -hmm. When I was in middle school and the standardized tests would come to us, I would just fill in B for everyone because I'm like, this does nothing for my grade and my standings at school, so I do not give a shit. And then on the essay portions, I would just like write a quick story unrelated to the prompt and turn it in. I fuck with that. Also for math, on math quizzes, if they ever gave, or tests, if there was ever a writing prompt because they're like, well, you really need to incorporate writing into all subjects, I just wouldn't do it. And the, the teacher would always come up to me and be like, just at least answer the math problem in a full sentence, I'm like, okay, here you go. <laughs> I would always test above average on those tests. And one time I was just like really pissed off in a bad mood. And this was like fourth or fifth grade. So I just clicked random answers throughout the whole thing. And I obviously like did really awful. And all my teachers were like, you're in the different reading group this time. And I was like with a, I was with the dumb kids. And I was like, what have I done? Just because you were randomly doing shit? Yeah, because I was in a bad mood and I failed my test on purpose because I didn't want to do it. Boo. Yeah, but it was then I realized I need to get my shit together. Mm-hmm. 
just with the, I think it was ACT. That's the only thing I really cared about because I knew going into community college, I'd be able to skip over a lot of like the really basic stuff if my scores were high enough, which I luckily was able to. And look at us now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm hemorrhaging money, just trying to stay afloat. I will never afford a home. It's crazy how anyone our age is able to buy. I think it's just hubris of people saying like, well, this is what I got to do. I truly don't think anyone is really able to comfortably afford it. They just do it because that's what they're being told to do. Yeah, that makes sense. There was a time where I could have technically because I, 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 I guess I'm talking out of my ass. There was a time when I could have just bought a house. Hmm. Yeah. Either a very shitty house, depending on where it is, or a very, very, very nice house in the middle of literally nowhere. Mm-hmm. I feel that. But I was like, nah, man, I want to try this producing full time. Fingers crossed this pays off. Will this <laughs> gambling on myself pay dividends or will I have to see the loan sharks? <laughs> and they're going to break your legs. Mm-hmm. I am my own loan shark. I'll say, hey, you want to know what? You're, you don't really owe us any money, but we're still going to shoot you in the head. We're going to throw you down these flight of stairs. You're going to sleep with the fishes. Man, <laughs> imagine going onto a boat and being like, I'm going to kill myself. And then like mixing up concrete in a bucket, putting your own shoes in them, waiting the three hours it would take in this humid climate to dry Then lifting it over the edge and saying, see you later, guys. (laughs) I was going to try and make an Aaron Williams joke in there, too, but. Who's Aaron Williams? Concrete. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) I don't, I rarely see his name just like normal. I don't know how I know that, but it just popped in my head when you said concrete. That's our friend, Concrete. (laughs) He's a rapper. Check out his stuff. Con hyphen Crete. Horcrunk. Holla. I already, yeah, where's the best way, where's the best destination to dry out? We already got that. I guess I should have asked initial thoughts on this movie. It gave me vibes of a carnival of souls, like the cheapiness. Not that, you know, I will never make a movie like this, but it just wasn't great vibes. And like I said, it was like a fever dream. I I didn't, wasn't my fave, but there were some parts that I did like. Okay. They're, now they're in Ireland to dry out because this woman is told to stop drinking. I don't know exactly what is going on with her health-wise, but they say, hey, if the drinking continues, she's going to die. And when they're in Ireland, because that's where she's from, this man pulls out maps and he's like, oh, yeah, just look at the map. What's going on? What's going on? And my elders, parents above me, that age of people, have started romanticizing back in the day using maps. And I'm like, no, if I made you guys use a map today, you would fucking hate it. Opposed to just taking out your phone and saying, like, Google, show me restaurants in the area. Okay, we're going to this place. Yeah, they even get it down to the turns, Uh like five feet, and then you turn. I I can't fucking read a map. Yeah, no thank you. Or having to go to AAA to have them tailor make maps for you to go to this destination. I had to print out a map once because my phone shitted out on itself, and the Apple store was like 45 minutes away. I felt like Indiana Jones... (laughs) 
I do not have a smartphone, so I do have to screenshot all my map directions. That sucks. I mean, I enjoy it. I don't have, I'm not always tethered to my phone looking at it. You're better than me. I'm better than everyone. Yeah, listener, you hear that? You fucking suck. Give us a five. Put your fucking phone down. Give us a five. Oh, wait, wait. Actually, pick it it up right now and give us a (laughs) five-star iTunes review. And then put your fucking phone down. Yeah. Live in the moment. And the moment has passed after you have, you know, given us a a five-star iTunes review or Spotify review. And share with your friends and family on all your social medias. Every social media. You cannot tag. Presley currently, but if you can, do it. And then live a new moment. Put the phone down. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Go to a dollar bookstore, a used bookstore, find one of their old maps from 1970 and see if it holds up. It'll have you going to streets that don't exist anymore. (laughs) These parents are death clock because one of them truly says, Guinness isn't so much a beer as it is a meal. Oh, God. Death Clock literally says, wait, if beer isn't a food, I don't want to live anymore. Well, and they're like, we're just going to have this one and then we'll be on the way. (laughs) The kid's fucking sleeping on the jukebox because hours have passed by. That child is made a prop in their relationship. Mm -hmm, Totally. He had like two lines throughout the whole movie. He was more uncomfortable than anything because he was just there. I don't know why that reviewer called him that Gumby ass kid, but it's funny. (laughs) I know. What do you mean Gumby? That seems if a if a friend of yours like described one of your children that way, I guess it depends on like if it is truly your lifelong friend describes them as that and that's their sense of humor. But any other friend, if, if they're like. Oh, yeah, your Gumby-looking kid? You'd be like, excuse me, do not talk about my son that way. I would have to laugh first and be like, can you shut the fuck up about about my little Gumby-ass kid? My two friends, Tyler and Tyler, one of them has children, the other famously does not. He once said to, to, we'll say, Tyler Wright, Tyler Bergquist. Tyler Bergquist said to Tyler Wright about one of his sons, yeah, uh, who's that, which one of your sons? Uh, And he's like, which one are you talking about? And he's like, oh, the Ninja Turtle looking one. And he, (laughs) like, as was like humorously saying that. And I think Tyler Wright was faking outrage because he that would be something he would do. But Tyler describing this, Birdquest describing it to me was like, yeah, he was like visibly angry and was like, do not talk about my son that way. But I'm pretty sure was doing that to make Tyler feel uncomfortable. And he didn't say, no, I'm just fucking with you. No, that is not in Tyler Wright's uh, mannerisms. Ah, uh. he likes just waiting in the cringe. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I'm getting secondhand cringe from that story. <laughs> Have any of your friends uh, overstepped boundaries and said something rude about your children? No, I have those really fake friends that are, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he looks like a fucking potato right now. You can yeah, say that. He does. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm one of those friends. I'm a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He doesn't anymore. He's more like a, um, I don't know. 
he's cute now. <laughs> now he's cute. He's elongated out of potato. He is a crinkle cut fry and we love him. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Flip it, turn him the other way, like look at him in profile, crinkle cut. Yep. <laughs> from the, from the, you know, dead on, he looks just like a french fry. Yeah. You have a french fry kid. I do. They meet an old fling of hers, Joe. Mm-hmm. And they're asking like, oh, how have you been? And he says, my boxing career bottomed out after I punched that dude to death. Which I can assume is in the, re- or not, not wrestling ring, the boxing ring. But what if it's just like, I committed a crime by beating someone to death? Yeah. What if he did it on purpose, though, not Ooh. in the ring? And then that's why his career. Because if you're an MMA fighter and you do some MMA shit outside of the ring, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is just speculation. I can't prove this. What about? No, I mean, if you do MMA, Presley, if you kill someone outside of the ring, it's always going to be illegal. I know, but I mean, like, if you beat the shit out of someone with your MMA moves outside of the ring. I actually do know that... When you become a black belt, you do have to register your just like your body as a deadly weapon. So you are held to a higher standard when so like if I were to just punch someone and accidentally kill them, they'd be like, oh, this is involuntary manslaughter, whatever. I don't know the specifics of that. But because if if all of a sudden I was trained to know how to kill someone and then I kill someone, they would up that of like, this wasn't a mistake. You knew what you were doing. And more specifically, you knew how to prevent fatally harming someone. Mm, Got it. Well, what if you just didn't tell anyone you were a black belt? You want to know what? Batman style. He was raised by a bunch of monks up in a mountain. He doesn't need to tell anyone that. Yeah, exactly. Actually, better off if he doesn't because then it... (laughs) would narrow focus to him as like, maybe he's Batman. He's really good at fighting. Yep, I found your loophole. So you want to know what? If you have a black belt, do not tell anyone. Don't post it on Facebook Mm -mm. with your black belt. Nope. Just shut the fuck up. Actually, this is more in lines with the teachings of karate and all of that. Be humble. Yeah, like that Kendrick Lamar song. Yeah, you don't need to showboat. Bitch, be humble. Like that Lonely Island song, be humble. (laughs) That's the only one I know. Joe lets us all know, hey, I'm the bog man. What does that mean? It means I'm the bog man. That's that's not a definition, dude. Yeah, I didn't like Joe either, if I'm being honest. Creepy vibes. Joe sucked from start to finish. Yeah, there was not one likable character in this whole movie for me. Bog mummy! No, wait, no, Alice. Was that the little girl? Yeah. No, she was fine. She was creepy because she knew too much. Well, yeah, just because a child, if a child is like, hey, man, ghosts and witches are real, you'd be like, wow, that child's creepy. But I guess even if you're like, oh, wait, wait, they have a stronger connection with this spiritual stuff and this stuff is real. Oh, you want to know what? They're still a little creepy for being so into it. Yeah, exactly. Man. But speaking of Alice and whatnot... They get to this mansion of a house, which I wrote down, 
if family members had this home in their, you know, will or whatever, I'd be there all the time. I'd be like this. I don't care what bog witch mummy is going to possess me. I'm in it to win it, guys. I'm not leaving. So It's gigantic. It was nice. Also, right on the ocean? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Will that someday corrode and, like, fall into the ocean? Absolutely. Probably. I love seeing that in Muskegon, Michigan, and North Muskegon, the rich area. All the lakeside property is slowly corroding away, so all these people have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in order to make sure their house doesn't fall into the lake. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, hell yeah, that's what you guys get. <laughs> they, The rich people in Muskegon are what truly make Muskegon suck, so no mm. thank you. Are they the nose in their air type of rich? Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. There's mm. zero all ages venues in Muskegon, even though it is, you know, a town of a sizable population because everyone's like, oh, well, that's where kids are going to go do drugs. Hey, guess what? Kids are going to do drugs regardless, especially if they have nowhere to just get out aggression. Mm-hmm. Man. So what would you do for fun in Muskegon? Me? In general, yeah. In general, this is what I would do. I would get home, eat a sandwich with some Cheez-Its. Then I'd make a beat, get depressed, go to the playground that was like you had to cross a highway, and then... I would swing for, I don't know, two, three hours, and then I would go back home, make some more beats well on aim, and masturbate. Mm. And then everyone else would go to this two-track area called uh, Sweeter Road, and they would get blackout drunk, and then, you know, sometimes drink and drive and shatter friend groups because multiples would die. Oh... And they would start smoking weed, then the town would go dry, then they're boozing it up. Mm. Yeah, that's generally the, the – but, hey, go to the lake. It's beautiful. Oh, wow, I've been to the lake every single day this summer. That sucks. How do I make this different? I don't know. Get drunk or stoned well at the lake. Oh, we do – there is one good thing in Muskegon, which we technically have a nationally ranked amusement park. Oh, there you go. But we're right on Lake Michigan, so you can only use it from late April to late September. Mm, then it gets cold as balls. And then they just shut down. It also has a water park, two parks for the price of one, Michigan's Adventure. Boom, 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 boom. Bring a can of Dr. Pepper, get $4 off your admission. Oh, my God. I feel like we grew up in the same town, just hundreds of miles away from each other. Yeah, probably. Did you have an amusement park? No. Oh, okay. We didn't have shit. Oh, you're you're commenting on we besides the amusement park, we lived the same life. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> you were running and I was swinging. Yeah, we had a we had a lake, but it was an hour away, so you had to get all your friends and you all had to pitch in like 5 bucks for gas. Mm -hmm. Probably starve and <laughs> swim all day. Our version of that was an IMAX theater. We would all pool together, go see IMAX. Oh, see, that's fun, too. Yeah. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, they have Ooh. zero parks for zero fun. But they have an IMAX. Oh, yeah, have an IMAX. Cool. And cool, they, cool. they have a zoo, I guess. That's a park for animals. I'm kidding. That's a it's, prison. I was going to say it's a sad place <laughs> for animals. <laughs> no, man. 
Binder Park Zoo was awesome for animals. All of them had sunglasses on, spray painted in different colors. I'm pretty sure they were enjoying it. They got to free roam and kill the park goers. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm lucky I made it out alive. I've never been to a zoo. Really? Yeah. You don't need to. I I want to, but now I'd feel like a bad person because they're captive. The zoo here in Chicago, the Lincoln Park Zoo, maybe? Yes. That has... Chester Bennington. Yes, it does. (laughs) It has every Christmas time... It will have zoo lights, and they just deck the entire zoo out in Christmas lights, and it's really cool. Zoo lights? Like, are they animal-shaped? Yeah, most of them are animal-shaped. That's fucking rad. Okay. Uh I fuck with that. They have a Loch Ness monster coming out of the little lake in the middle. Cute. Okay. Uh I fuck with that. It's really fun. But Muskegon, truly not much going on there to have fun. It's just hanging out in basements, and that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. Can relate. Camping, that sucks. No really tours come. Comedy has started going there. There's a bowling alley. Oh, bowling! Were the headquarters of Brunswick for a long time. I mean, still technically, but their factory was there. And in the mid-2000s, a huge to-do in the area because... Brunswick was saying, hey, we're outsourcing our manufacturing to Mexico, and it just ravaged our area because that canceled maybe like 130 jobs plus. Oh, damn. So maybe even more. And then that also would affect, you know, people delivering lunch in the area. It was it really hit, especially the downtown area after losing the mall downtown. It sucked for a while. Was it a strip mall or a regular mall? A regular mall. Okay. I fuck with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. We keep getting off topic. Yeah, let's get back on topic to this beautiful movie. Uh, I wouldn't call it that. (laughs) (laughs) They get there and they say nothing beats copious jet lag in a hangover than cringy maniac dancing with the family. Because this dude's like, oh, man, your uncle has all the best records. Let's throw this on. And then they just start dancing and they're all sweaty and drunk. Ugh. Mm. Do people start conversations? Because I don't drink and I don't hang around people who are like staunch drinkers. Do they start like you walk in and they're like, hey, you want a drink? See, I was wondering that, too. When he said that, Mm -hmm. you guys want some drinks? I'm like, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where someone comes up to me and offers me an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, the only time that happens is at the cabin. Nicole's parents have a small cabin, and they just throw parties there during the summer. And they'll be like, hey, you guys, it's not really do you guys want to drink. It's, hey, remember, there's drinks over here. Feel free to get shit-faced. Yeah, I've been in that situation. Like, our fridge is full of beer. Help yourself. Mm -hmm. God, want to hear the most cringy thing that it's probably not the worst, but I I can't stop thinking about it. A Halloween like seven or eight years ago, I went to this Halloween party and I was just putting beers in my purse and I'm pretty sure people saw me. I was shit-faced and I was about to leave. Dude, (laughs) hell yeah. That's not cringy. That's being thrifty. (laughs) I hate myself. Did you know the people? Were you like, hey, I'm friends with these individuals? Or were you like, I'm just going to go to this party? It was my stepsister's friend's family's party. Okay. 
So it was uh, not a great time and I shouldn't have stolen their beer, but they were um, they're in the one percent of America. You know what I'm saying? Like they were rich as fuck in a gated community. That's fine then. Granted, there were little kids at this party and we were just handing out candy. It was a weird, weird situation. I would 100 percent not have gone, but I did. And I stole their beer. Yeah, that's good. That's fine to do. They're not like, oh, I'm without beer now. Did you? Uh, it's not like you were just taking. I'll tell a story that reminds me of this. It's not like you were taking the 24 packs and like putting them in your car saying, see you guys later. Deuces. <laughs> I think I took like four beers. Oh, yeah. Th- that's totally fine. Yeah. I'll just, if anything, it's road beer. That's that's called a walk me down, another walk me down, and then a good night snack. Ugh, I'll just cringe at that <laughs> thought, though. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Real quick, when I worked for Dr. Pepper, I was a merchandiser, a.k.a. just stocked shelves and made displays at Walmart, Meyer, wherever groceries would be. There was once, it was during the summer, And I hear all the Walmart higher ups being like, I told them not to do this. I cannot believe this happened, this and that. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they were at a display of just say, let's say Miller Lite. And it was 24 packs of Miller Lite right near the entrance. And they were talking because two individuals just came in unloaded this display into a cart and then just walked out and no one stopped them no well yeah no one they just seemed like hey this is what should be happening but i think the person monitoring security was like uh hey guys but stealing alcohol is a federal offense so and they weren't masked up this was you know 10 years ago so Mm -hmm. these people are just committed a felony out in broad daylight oh Interesting. And they, they're like, we have their license plate. They're not getting away with this because they loaded up an entire cart of beer. So like a hundred beers. Yes. No more. Oh. Because, you know, oh. probably like two, four, six, probably like. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Like 12, maybe more 24 packs. Jesus Christ. They're my heroes. <laughs> Take from the rich and give to the me. One time my brother and I tried to steal a case of beer from our um, local gas station and we were going to just toss. I think I tossed it at him or he tossed it at me and no, he tossed it at me and I dropped it and I started (laughs) laughing my ass off and just took off running. Did it shatter? No. Oh, it was just dumb on all all levels idiots see this is some muskegon shit as well because my brother when he was like a troubled teen there is a place called plums and after a specific time you can't sell alcohol but my brother would just like jump behind the like gate that roped off these sections and would just like pocket a bunch of alcohol then jump back out and then leave oh interesting yeah guys shoplift it's cool Yeah, it's easy. From corporations, don't do it from a mom and pop. So, wait, like no alarm would go off? Oh, you have a friend. Oh, yeah, Henry's here. Henry, (laughs) you're distracting. Get out of here. Get out of here, you cutie. Uh, Yeah, guys, that's alcohol, baby. We got to get through these notes. 
I lo- so Christopher Walken shows up and they're ta- talking about the grandmother and he says such a funny line. He said talking about like, oh, she must be 90 years old. And she, he goes, she's ancient. No one knows how old she is. She lies about everything. <laughs> he was not in this movie for as long as I would have liked. Because I did research, I knew he wasn't going to be in there very long. But man, how he exits is great. Agreed. He's talking about how, oh, I was on hard times, but then I adopted Alice. She's my light. To which Jim, the husband of Nora, I guess we should have said her name, the alcoholic, he says, ever thought about getting a dog? And I'm like, what? That's such a terrible transition. But then we find out he's loaded. He's drunk as hell. Mm Mm-hmm. I really want to be, uh, actually, no, I am in most family situations Alice with a flashlight sock sliding on marble floor as just everyone's in turmoil. (laughs) You're the voice of reason. No, I'm the voice of I don't give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think maybe that's why some of my family is like, we don't need James here. All he does is joke around. He doesn't take anything seriously. And I'm like, yeah, because when I start doing that, I get real depressed. I really, I take Larry the Cable Guy to heart. If you ain't laughing, you're dying. That's a good, uh, good life advice. Yeah. This tiny child made a map of their home. Did she? Yeah. She hands Jim a map to be like, hey, the lights aren't that great. And there's a lot of rooms. Here are a, here's a map to show you where everything is. Mm. What a good kid. She's thrifty. So, well, Jim... And Jimmy, the son, the Gumby ass, they go upstairs. <laughs> Nora is being taken to what she thinks is her grandmother by Christopher Walken. But they go downstairs and he has a true-to-life mummy that he unearthed, a bog mummy. And there needs to be, hey, do you want to see a bog mummy? There needs to be that consent just like, hey, do you want to see a dead body? You don't just show someone a dead body because you need to be prepared for that or you need to be in just the right person to be like, I'm okay with seeing a dead body. He was so nonchalant about it, too. He's just like, hey, look at this mummy. Here she is. He might have known what was happening. Mm. He's like, I need Nora here in order to resurrect this Bog mummy who will look just like my niece who I want to bed? When he kissed her. I hated it. Well, and okay, that that mummy was just a wax figure melting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Body Melt, that movie you were talking about. Damn, dude. The first stage of the drug is neurological or no, hallucinogenic. The second stage is granule. And then the third body melt i think that's a quote from the movie (laughs) alice goes checks on the grandmother and says do you want a cigarette and the grandmother replies of course like that's a that's a good granddaughter grandmother relationship yeah (laughs) of hey do you want this thing that you probably shouldn't be consuming especially around me oh you do here you go my nana luckily stopped smoking cigarettes before I was born because she's like, I got to be around for these kids. And then my my grandmother uh, did not. One of them still around. <laughs> Guess which one? <laughs> <laughs> he and on my grandmother. 
man, staying over at her house, just there sometimes would be a jet stream of cigarette smoke as she chain smoked throughout the night. And I, I would be a, just jolted awake by the most potent cigarette smoke you could imagine. And I go, oh, no. Well, you know, my sister's in England and my brother's at summer camp. Oh, and you were stuck with your grandma who yeah. was chain smoking. Uh-huh, watching the PBR rodeo. <laughs> Bull riding shit. They go upstairs and there are weird things in this movie. Maybe it's because they're all drunk. But when they're like, oh, this bed feels weird. Let's see what's up with this. And then it's underneath is another mattress that's like cut in two and emerging from it are rocks runes and ritual knives that's a red flag yeah why not get freaked out they're like oh grandma it, it's baffling but then that <sighs> that bog mummy unmelts which it took me far too long to realize that it's the same actress as nora because mm -hmm. i'm like oh yeah this is a new the bog mummy why would i think it's the same exact person but she kisses Christopher Walken and in like one motion cuts his throat and the practical effects are so disgusting and good. Mm -hmm. And the acting, that whole scene, it was good. But I happened to notice right away that it was the same actress. I did not. Truly, like I think when Jim sees her for the first time, the bog mummy, I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's his wife, <laughs> the same looking. Okay. She starts getting sick because, like, the souls are starting to transfer between the bog mummy and her, Nora. And mm -hmm. Jim, like, goes in to get medicine for her. And they never comment on this. It never comes into play. There are loose bullets in this medicine cabinet. And quaaludes. Insane. I was, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's one thing. Yeah, quaaludes. Okay. Quaaludes is, f that makes sense to be in a medicine cabinet. Not in the nine, not 98. They quit making them in like the early 80s. Yeah, so it's a vintage drugs, baby. I'd probably pop some quaaludes if no, I had some. Don't do that. I'm never going to have them, though. So. All right, I'm going to ship you some quaaludes and I'll see. Okay. I'll see if you really do. I don't want right. you to. All right, I'll send them back. Okay, please minus don't. Minus one. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm only sending one. And then you say minus half. <laughs> No, you send me back and it's clearly a Flintstone vitamin. <laughs> or like an aspirin. Yeah, I'm like, what, I, I know what you're doing here. You took the quaalude. <laughs> your mouth is closed and I'm like, you took the quaalude and you're just shaking your head no. <laughs> Open your mouth. And you're like, and I'm like, it's still in your mouth, isn't it? And you're like, Ooh, spit it out. <laughs> I like the taste under my tongue. And I'm like, oh, medicine under your tongue? That's gross. <laughs> I dipped it in cherry cough syrup so it would taste like cherries. Ugh. <laughs> That's what I do with my cookies at night to help me sleep. Ew. I go dip, dip, um, nom, 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 nom. And then I just, oh, my menthol sugariness is going down. Ugh. Oh, speaking of the quaaludes, he's, he tries to open it and he's like, he's like, seems like this is childproof. Then hands it to a child, Alice, to undo for him. I know. I'm like, of course, of course. And she's just like, no problem. Insane. I do this all the time. I loved it. There's some like fantastic stuff in the movie. And then I, I wrote down 
The first two thirds of this movie, I love for all the right reasons. And the last third of the movie, I love for all the wrong reasons. The fact you love it at all, though. <laughs> I liked it. I really did. There is a scene where as the bog mummy, this actress is giving this just glare at, I think, Jim of this sensualness that if a real woman were to give you that uh, to anyone, it would ruin your life. You'd be like, I need to do whatever this individual says. <laughs> I'm I'm so hard. I'm so wet. Whatever. Like that. <laughs> this person just ruined me and my pants. No, Ian looks at me like that like 12 times a day and I'm like, go to bed. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no, he is then not doing this look. <laughs> Howard Kramer has this song about there's this CMA performance by Taylor Swift where a crane shot happens and it goes over her. So it's like looking at her and then it like pans over to show her back. And then she glances around and it's Taylor Swift stole my manhood because he's like that look, that glance is enough to steal your manhood. That's this as well. Mm, I'll have to Google that. Bug witch stole my manhood. <laughs> Oh, we should say like she's a druid or something and there's a plot line where she fell in love with someone and that made her power like she wasn't spending time on her spells. But this man really didn't love her. She just he just wanted her to stop casting spells. I don't know. And then he left and then she was forever tainted with hatred and then she goes kills him and then she becomes a bog witch. Yeah, there you go. That's the story. Oh, I wrote down because like she started to make out with Jim, this bog witch. Yeah. And I wrote down, first day thawed and she did not get her nut. <laughs> you know, like that ICP song? Yeah. What if ICP were Bogwitch? Aren't they? Okay, yeah. You want to know what? They're Bogwitch. They're evil. Bogwitch sounds like a sandwich or like manwitch, but like, ugh, it's real earthy. Ugh, like it's like a special at a vegan restaurant? Yeah, it's, it's algae coleslaw on two buns. Ew. That's a bog sprouts. Witch. Yeah. There. Carrots thrown in there haven't been washed off. Ew. <laughs> it's earthy tasting. Yeah. That's, we went camping, my family and I, to Cedar Point one year, and we went to a Gordon Foods or an ENA, I forget which one, and we got coleslaw, and my mom like bit into it, and she's like, oh. This is really earthy. Taste this. And we were like, no, you just said it's disgusting tasting. And she's like, it's really bad. No one eat this. And now whenever we see coleslaw, we're like, oh, is it earthy? <laughs> I wish you would have tasted it, though, because now I want to know what it tasted like. I also didn't like coleslaw back then. Now I love it. Oh, I love it. I could eat gallons of it. Yeah, guys. Mayonnaise is good when it's mixed in with stuff. Yeah, make it make anything bad for you. Uh-huh. So the bog witch, like, gets lit on fire, and he's, like, groovy, and then runs out the window. It's raining, and he goes looking for her, and then Joe is riding a bike at full speed and runs into him, but he's, like, driving towards the home, like, perpendicular with it. Why was he going so fast? He would have hit the house anyway. He was probably trying to hit that dude. Oh, he yeah. He probably saw him from afar and okay. then fucking fucked his shit up. Because then he punches him immediately after. Yeah, and then goes inside and makes himself at home this fucking monster. 
Yeah, fuck him. Goes, imagine this. Someone goes into your home and then starts criticizing your musical tastes as he's just throwing your records around and then critiques your selection of booze. Those are fighting words. Asshole. So the bog witch starts like killing and... Sorry, we're not like going like a really deep dive into this movie. It's trippy. The The first two thirds, we've said all the plot. There's just a lot of atmosphere and that's it. And some weird flashback scenes. Yeah, we don't even need that. We don't I don't even know what's up with that. Yeah. But after she starts killing, Joe smashes a record on the ground after being like, this shit sucks. And then Bogwitch gets laid out after being shot in the head, but like becomes not shot in the head because she's magical. And the stop motion used to reform this record and then just shoot into Joe's neck dates this so much. And it feels Pee Wee's Playhouse. I thought it was cool. It was a good effect. Okay. I thought it looked Saturday morning cartoonish. Okay, yeah. Um it it yes, it was like claymation style. Yes. Yes. It was fun. Just putting it on a string and thwit or and like a, someone from off camera throw it at him. That would be better. Oh, uh, yeah. And then the I just wrote down the suspension of disbelief is strong in this movie because at this moment the gardener and someone else just comes in with a shotgun and they're like, this is a bog mummy. We need to kill it. And Alice is like, yeah, bog mummies. You ever heard of them? Well, guess what? I just told you about them. And everyone's like, "Okay, yeah, yeah. But also like at simultaneously, so yes, we believe in this and also nonchalant about the entire situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe everyone was on Quaaludes. (laughs) This was all, everyone was having the same nightmare. And then she killed like three more people out of nowhere because she like passes out from a flashback and comes to mm-hmm. and two more of the dudes are dead. Yeah. Including the one that got stabbed with a record. Yeah. And one of them, I think the gardener's like, oh, I know how we can take her out. They, he doesn't explain it. We just see through a series of classic action movie, horror movie preparation of we need this, we need that. And then like they're breaking things, reforming them and they make like a cattle prod out of an extension cord and a broom handle. And they say to Alice, hey, when I say go, throw this bucket of water on her. And they must have only had one take because this girl throws the bucket of water on her and maybe 90% of it does not hit this woman. Yeah. Like a full, (laughs) the full bucket, just a little bit goes enough for her to be splashed and look in quotes wet. And then they like go, she lights on fire. She sinks through the floor. That part was really fucking cool. Yeah. And then grabs the sun, brings her into the, brings him into the basement. And when the reveal, when it wasn't scary, but it was just very well done. They find this kid in this room full of stuffed animals and when they, the, you can see him sitting down and then they shine light on him, but he's perfectly in the shadows that when light is shown on him, Bog Witch is hugging him. That was good. That was good. I didn't see her at first either, so. At this point is when I wrote down Presley, what's all this mean? And 
that's really the movie they end up saying like oh you need to there's you need to be killed in order for the bog witch to stop troubling you that's the only like you have to in order to get through this you need to kill your old self and that i guess is like that's truly the allegory for alcoholism is like you need to leave your past self behind in order for your new self to emerge yeah i don't know i really don't because she drowns herself after cutting her throat but then her soul goes into the bog mummy but that but then she she says like hey i i feel a weight has been lifted off from me. I'm in this new body. I feel clean for the first time that like she has detoxed herself by killing herself. It was the little girl's words too, where she's like, the husband looked in her eyes and saw a new something he's never seen before. And it was like clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Clarity. Yeah. I love this movie for what it was. I wish I could say the same, but. I recommend this. Watch, like, get a little stoned and watch the first two thirds. And it is a very good, atmospheric, well shot, beautiful looking movie. And then kind of just seek around the last, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. Did you notice that the person in the water also turned into the witch from the flashbacks? No. Yeah. The old witch from all the years ago. That's who was sinking in the water. Okay. Damn. that was fun. It could also be like past traumas that you need to let go of. She also had had to go to the States to get an abortion because I believe at the time in Ireland, you it was illegal for anyone to have an abortion. Yeah, I, I truly I, we probably should have been like, what the fuck does this movie mean? Like if we were a bet, like a analyst, like film critique podcast, that's what we would have done. We would have said nothing about the plot and been like, what does this movie mean? I would totally equate it to alcoholism. That's yeah. the vibes I got. Totally. That, trauma, etc. Well, and she kept saying, one more drink, one more drink, mm-hmm. one more drink. And then I've been there a million times. So, yeah. You just got to quit it. Like me and sugar. That's the only thing I've been addicted to. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, also pornography. I probably, I'm not addicted, but I, I embellish in it quite a bit. Still? Yeah. No. Oh. Hell yeah. It's a good time, guys. Check out pornography. Yeah, do some porn. Yeah. I mean, maybe not do, but watch. I highly recommend... Brazzers. Check out Hegre Art's demonstration of the female orgasm. That is the best pornography that you will ever watch. It's just a woman explaining how you as a woman can have an orgasm. Hmm. And they're like five or six different ways. So not like Sasha Gray or... No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just a, a white woman with dreads teaching you tantric yoni sex. Oh, okay. So give that give that a shot, guys. There's no man included in it. Just her, her fingers, and a cucumber. Because she's, she's probably like, I'm not putting plastics inside of me. It's all organic. That's the vibe <laughs> she gives. That's fair. And that's this movie. What would you rate it? Out of, uh, what, four, five? Out of five. 1.75. Okay, you, you can only do halves. 1.5. Let me see what I gave it at the time of review. No, I'll say a two. I'll go a solid two. It's very cozy, guys. This would be a, a pretty nice fall asleep to one. It would be, actually, now that you say that. Oh, I, don't, I have not given this a ranking yet. 
Is Letterboxd an app? It's an app, but you can also use it on the internet, a web browser. Hmm, okay. I'd give it, I'd give it a solid three. Nothing more, nothing less. But 19, I think so. This is, I think we should have 14 episodes per season because our 14th episode should go half of a retrospective. What did we think of the year that we just did? And hey, this is the next year we're doing as well as the movies we're doing in that year. Yeah. Because 1998, besides, I think nothing's gotten below a three besides Carnival of Souls. Yeah. Well, besides me now, today, right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But speaking of next movies, you want to see what we're going to do? Yeah. We're getting there. We're making headway. I will say, if it is Phantom of the Opera, uh, we need to do something very nice for Nicole. Because she's been doing a lot of podcasts lately, so she might be like, I don't want to guest on another one, guys. So let's see, though. I'm I'm going, and you tell me when stop. I've got Bucket Stein right here. Oh, okay. Stop. Okay. Also, for our listeners, there's like a good, I don't know, 10 seconds of me shuffling. That's all edited out. So if you're like, wow, Presley's really pulling Triggy soon. No, no, no. It's because I <laughs> edit it for you. Okay. I have one. What's it going to be? What do you, oh my God, what's it going to be? Maybe it's Brian and Chucky. If you go to Quake Collectible right now, there is a chance that you can get from 1998 a two-scale action figure of the movie I just pulled, the titular character. It is Full Moon Features Shrieker. Oh, shit. Okay. So uh, my uh, my guess is this is when they were trying to get in on the slasher craze. They never had people killing people, so they would have to make a monster kill them. So this is probably... Mm -hmm. A of the day kind of slasher movie just done how Full Moon Feature does it. Hell yeah. Fingers crossed. But hey, that uh, I almost bought it. It's only $15 at Quake Collectible. Nicole said, don't buy that. I'm like, but I want to. <laughs> so there, there we have it. Next episode is Shrieker. Presley, you got anything to plug? Um, You can watch old episodes of Parents Under the Stairs. We're still on a hiatus indefinitely for a minute. And Horror Corridor, where my husband does a bunch of cool interviews. Hell yeah. I'm going to be on that soon sometime. Yeah. And hey, Ian, I think's on this week's episode of Mostly Babylon Bible Man. Tomorrow. Uh, well, I mean... We're recording tomorrow, but it'll be out in a few days. But for me, hey, listen to Mostly Speaking Sentai wherever podcasts are found. Formulaic. We just released our Blues Clues episode. We wrote wrote a pretty good, but then a pretty wild episode of Blues Clues. I'll bleep this out. Blue finds, is trying to like, hey, this is my perfect day of relaxation. So she winds down with a VHS copy of Cannibal Holocaust. (laughs) I just threw that out as a random movie. You guys can listen to it. No. Oh, wait. No, that's not until next week. So, yeah, guys, you got to wait for next week. Listen to Formulaic. It's really good. It's us writing a script within an, within an hour of a Formulaic show. But listen to my music under Marshland Monster. New new album coming out next Friday, February 10th. Check that out. And head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single Friday. Oh, baby, it's real good. This freaking week, 
You can listen to us discuss the sequel to Phantom of the Opera, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Love Never Dies, because that's what we're doing to get into that love language of Valentines. And then next month, all we're doing on the Patreon is five trauma movies. So be get on there. Patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. I picked the fun ones. Presley, don't worry. They're, they're all good. Nicole picked one as well. Oh, good. But if you're a $10 patron, you get monthly exclusive content like straight to Patreon. We just did, I think, maybe releasing the same day this releases. Shark Side of the Moon, the Tubi TV original. I'm very excited to watch that. And you get shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those, starting with Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, The Waz, Orion, he's a rapper, Defo, D hyphen, F O, Kayla, AK, Two Grapes, Jordan B, The Chaos Witch, My Bickle, Brother in Common Law, Joshua, Jake is, Steve Barnes, A Sweet Child of Time. That podcast is back, baby, and I'm on it. Check it out. The Womb in Which I Emerged, My Mother, Lil Corey's BFF and roommate, Shane, That Fed, and beep, 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 New $10 patron from This Movie's Gay, a podcast I used to co-host with this individual. Go over to twitch.tv forward slash core winning. It's Corwin. And I've been James. I'm still Presley. And we've been the height of horror. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.